We are getting testimonies in as we're praying for people. They're, they're coming in from not just the Marion area, but way beyond Marion and other states and uh, already getting testimonies of God's great healing power and goodness and provision. And we're getting a lot of those. And, and as Pastor Kim said, a lot of COVID-19 re- concerns and all of those prayers related to that. But God is bigger. Amen. He's bigger. Let's say hi to our online crowd. God bless you. So glad you're with us. As that is going right now, uh, just be looking in the future. We're going to try to provide even an, uh, a more secure and better link for our website for our online services and all of that. We're looking into all of that stuff uh, just because we know that Jesus wants to, you know, we want to proclaim him to the mountaintops. Come on, in the valleys and everything. And we don't want to be censored when we're doing it. Uh, and uh, so uh, we, he will have his way. He will. And he, you know, he died for it. It's already done. We're going to walk it out, and we're going to see great things happen. So uh, today, you know, is, is, um, is one of those messages that, you know, last week was, uh, we, we got flooded with people last week that were just, oh my gosh, thank you so much for that. And, and I'm, I'm not taking any credit. All I'm, what I'm saying is I just wanted, the whole purpose of last week's message wasn't to hurt anybody or to do anything like that, but basically just to open eyes to what the platforms were that these candidates are standing. I believe it's still not over, so keep praying. Uh, and they're, they're uncovering more and more things, uh, and so we're just still believing. And, but the whole purpose of that wasn't to make anybody feel bad, but just to say, if you didn't know this is what you voted for, this is what you voted for in either of these. Whether you like the candidate or not, and I, I explained all that just for those reasons. So, uh, and we had some people that, that just got in touch with me and said, I just want to thank you. I did not know some of those things. And, and they felt at least they were able to take care of uh, with God whatever that situation is. So I didn't ask him what the situation was, but I'm just saying he is a big God and he's a good God. And so we love you, you know, and if you got offended, uh, we didn't, it was not our heart to offend you. I'm not apologizing for, for what was said last week. I'm just wanting you to know that we love you. And if you just, you know, look at that and say, you know what, I'm going to move past that. Can we do that? All right. Well, I want to talk today uh, about honor. I want us to talk today about a spirit of honor. And in this house, we want to honor up, honor down, honor all around. Um, which that sounds, that's kind of cool how that says. I remember we had a guy here several years ago. Uh, Pastor Adam, and uh, he coined that phrase. It's the first time I'd heard it that way. And uh, so, uh, Adam, we just love you. Anyway, I love that. That kind of stuck with Pastor Kim and I. And, uh, but that is, in, in our culture today, I think the, the United States is struggling as a world nation, I guess, for a spirit of honor. Look at Matthew 13, 57 through 58. They were deeply offended and refused to believe in him. Then Jesus told them, a prophet's honored is honored everywhere except his own hometown and among his own family. And so he did only a few miracles there because of their unbelief. And I want us to think about verse um, 58. Now it says, you know, 57 says they were deeply offended. There, um, uh, there is a version, and we, we'll look at this in just a second, where it just says they didn't honor him. And they have unbelief. So if we look at 58, he couldn't do many miracles because of their unbelief or their lack of honor. Now, the chapter before, Jesus had been to Capernaum. 
And the Bible says it was recorded there that he healed all, everybody that wanted a healing. Jesus was just like passing it out, man. Because they all honored and believed who he was, and they all received. So I want us to talk a few minutes about the spirit of honor and the power that spirit has in your life. If you find a Bible principle or a Bible law and you begin to practice it and put it in force, it will start releasing what's on that principle or law will start coming into your life. Say amen to that. So as we start walking in the things of God, those things, those, the presence, that anointing begins to happen on your life. And that, and that principle that that law or that spirit has starts becoming uh, relevant to you and on your, your person, so to speak. It works in the negative as well. And so we want to be cautious of that. But our first thought this morning, honor should be a way of life. Honor is a way of life. So this is one of those things, if, if you don't have it or you won't even practice it, it'll limit your life. In other words, you're going to live below where you could be because you refuse to honor. It, you're going to put a cap on just enjoying your life. Now, I'm not talking about just monetarily. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about loving your life. Just living, you know, peaceful and, and, you know, you know those moments where it just feels like all is good with the world. You know, those kind of moments. Those are fewer and far between if we don't have that spirit of honor. It affects us. Uh, it's popular almost in today's society to show disrespect of honor. We're all guilty of that. I, I could say I've been guilty of that as well. So I'm not throwing stones. Uh, you know, if we're going to laugh at somebody else's expense just to make fun of them. Now, I'm not saying if it's a Christian comedian, you're going to a show and the whole, you know it's going to be that type. So don't split hairs here with me. You know what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about if we are doing something at somebody else's expense just to get a laugh. And again, I'm not casting stones because I've done it. All right. All um, right. In society today, it seems to get you a bigger microphone. And we want to make sure that we go where we're going and we are put where we're put because we are asking God and following him and he is placing. Now, the Bible does talk about him placing those in authority, and we'll talk about that in a second. But still, we want to do things with honor and respect. I grew up where I was forced to give honor. We had to show it. I mean, that was just part of the culture in, in, in our house, you know, you just, you didn't talk back to your parents. You just didn't. Because, you know, have you ever been on the other end of that? I have. You didn't talk back to your parents. You just didn't. Okay. And we taught our kids the same thing. We were, we were told, you know, we started teaching them, we can call them whatever you want. You can call them manners. I remember the boys were little and we sat at the dining room table. We were all having, uh, you know, Supper together. That's when we did as a family. Our devotions and everything was at the supper table. <clears throat> and I said, guys, this is what we're doing. We're going to honor the women in this house. And I remember Zach and Sam, they were like, oh, how? What? I said, anytime one of the ladies gets up, Maddie was just really little. So, you know, she was in, stuck in a high chair, so we didn't have to worry. So, anyway... But anytime mom or mal gets up and goes to the other room or gets to go get something, when they stand up, we stand up. When they come back and sit down, we sit down. That worked for a while. It was kind of, at first, it was kind of cool. Then Mallory was like, I like this. I bet you she got up 50 bazillion times that meal. 
And Zach is looking at me like, come on, dad, you know. But we taught them to honor. We taught them to, uh, to take off their hats. Back in the day, you, you didn't wear your hat in the auditorium or the sanctuary. Well, we call it a sanctuary. We call it an auditorium now because you know why? Sometimes Christian language offends people that don't know Jesus, so we have to be careful. We kind of, Kim and I have kind of stopped that. We don't want you to get offended, but if you do, we want you to get over it. I mean, so, but we were just because out of respect, you know, when you come into a house, you take your hat off or you do whatever. Now, if you have a hat on now, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not saying, and you're probably sitting there going, help me, Jesus, I got my hat on. I'm not talking about today. It's not offensive to me, but I'm just saying culture's changed a little bit back in the day. How many remember that back in the day? Okay, so that's all I'm trying to tell you. Uh, You held the door open for someone. That was just common knowledge. And, and here's the thing. We always held it open for a lady, but it really didn't matter, did it? If it was a lady or it was a guy, it didn't matter. We weren't trying to be chauvinistic by saying, okay, I won't hold it open for a dude, but I'll hold it up for the dudette. No, we just held the door open because that was the thing to do. It was just courtesy. It was common practice. It was just something that was did. We answered. I taught my children to answer, yes, ma'am, yes, sir. We got all kinds of compliments and people come back, man, what, you know, but we taught them that that was the culture of our home. We were also taught to honor people's property. You just didn't do anything to damage anybody else's property. You didn't steal. You didn't take. You didn't damage anything. To this day, I can't leave. If I go to Wally World, Walmart, Myers, wherever I go, Aldi, it's really hard for me well, like when I go to Aldi, to take my quarterback because I just want to leave. So a lot of times we just leave it. Now, sometimes I don't feel to, but most 98% of the time I will leave the quarter in. And then the next time I'm like, I wish I had to save my quarter because then I don't have one. But I get it. But even like at Walmart, I can't just leave my cart in the middle of the, the parking spot. How many times have you ever pulled into a spot and you're like, sweet, I got a Somebody didn't put back their cart. Then you got to get out of your car, go put the cart back. I just have to put the car. You know, I, there's been times I put the cart back and found somebody that went to TLC or whatever and were watching me, and I didn't know it. And they were saying, I was just seeing if you were going to put the cart back. That's so nice of you. So, you know, but it, but it bothers me. How about this? I can't, if I decide not to buy something... I can't just set it down on a shelf where it doesn't go. I have to take it back where I found it. Anybody else like that? Because I was just in Walmart the other day, and there's frozen food in the toy aisle. You know, or whatever. Somebody just, oh, I'm just going to put it there. Then I feel like, i got to take that back. Is it only me that feels like we should be responsible instead of wasteful like that? That, to me, is, is honor. It's just teaching that culture. I can't even spit my gum out unless it's in a trash can because I'm, I get convicted of like, oh, that's litter. I, I, I can't. Because it bothers me. Then I get convicted. Some of people get offended of last week. I get offended, convicted at myself for spitting gum out. I need help. I told my, <laughs> I told my wife, I said, the only thing I didn't feel too bad about is... You know, you go to a restaurant, and, and sometimes they offer you, you can get a toothpick. I didn't feel too bad about flicking my toothpick out the window because it's a piece of wood. My wife said, no, you can't do that. 
But I'm just saying honor, just respecting our country, our nation. I would walk up to, one, up to Walmart. I want to start picking up trash. And my wife, you know, and she wants to, but she's like, we don't know where that, put that down. Because they, they have people that are supposed to do all that. And I get it. But part of me is just, mm. do you realize I, I got hired on staff in Dayton as the assistant and youth pastor because out of everybody they interviewed, I did not even know this was it. But this is, and I thank my mom and my dad for this. Because again, in our house, you didn't talk back. Okay. I walked up to, I'm going for the interview. The board's there, the pastor's there. They're interviewing me for this job. Now, this church is a pretty good-sized church. It's got a school with it. I'm going to be the assistant pastor, the youth pastor. I'm going to be the senior commander for Royal Rangers. I'm going to be one of the worship leaders. Uh, and I'm going to be the school gym teacher. I'm like, okay. So I got 17 hats I'm going to wear. I mean, that's, I didn't know all that when I got the job. But you know how I got the job? I walked up towards the door. There was a wadded up piece of paper laying on the ground. I picked it up. I didn't know that the entire board and pastor were watching through the window. And I was the only candidate that stopped and picked up that paper. And that sunk my job secure. When I got in, they were all like... Thank you for my next act. I'd like to. I mean, I have no idea what you're clapping about. And they told me you were the only one out of every person we interviewed that stopped and picked up that paper. And see, to me, it was just, it was litter. Somebody had to pick it up. This is God's house. Honor. We were taught that if it wasn't your stuff, you take care of it like it was. We were taught to honor our teachers, honor our pastors, honor the police officers, honor the people in authority, honor your mom and your dad, honor your grandparents. We were taught that because of the position they held in your life. Because when you honor someone, they can speak into your heart. Now it seems like the opposite is happening in the world. It is the spirit of dishonor that seems to be running rampant. So the second thought today is honor is going to require action. For it to just happen, it doesn't just happen by osmosis. It, it requires you to walk it out. You'll have to do something. Good action, you get good things. Bad action, you get bad things. Not just doing what you're supposed to be doing. It's possible to dishonor people by doing what you're supposed to be doing, but the way you do it, or the way you say it, or the, your body actions as you do what you are told to do, can still be dishonoring. Let me give you an example. If you're told by someone in authority to do something and your actions are this, eye rolling, head rolling, sucking of the teeth, long sighs, violent jerky actions, fine. I mean... You know, we've raised four children, and sometimes you think we are asking them to go to Iberia. Is there a place like Iberia? Anyway, today there is. We're asking them to go to, you know, and all we're saying is, can you pick up your clothes and put them in the dirty clothes basket? I mean, is that too hard? Fine. Okay, now you're in trouble because now you just crossed the line for dishonoring. I mean, just I'm just asking you, pick up your clothes. You know, whatever. Deep sighs of disgust, jerky motions. That is a spirit of dishonor. If I did those things and I sucked my teeth, 
my teeth would be in jeopardy. Well, not really my teeth, but my backside of my personality would get squelched pretty quick. Matter of fact, my mom did stuff like this. Hi, honey. I was at the store today because I worked at Murphy's. Remember Murphy's? I worked at Murphy's downtown, got you this cool little paddle with a rubber ball on it. How many times can you hit it? Hey, when the ball breaks off, give me that back. Those got bigger. You know, you could get real creative and put holes in some of those, and they'd whistle when you swing them. Kids at school used to call me waffle butt. No, that's not true. Just saying. We were taught to honor. So Kim and I practice honor in front of our kids. We still practice it with each other whether our kids are around. And we practiced it with our kids. It's important that you understand that it doesn't just happen. Now certainly kids have different personalities and and you have a different personality and I have one and I get it. But we still have to honor. We had them respect each other. We wouldn't let them dishonor. I would never let them dishonor their mother. She would never let them dishonor me. We wouldn't let them dishonor each other. Because it's going to come back and bite them. If you let your children just act any old way they want, it will come back and get you. Because what they will do if they dishonor you, and you've all seen it, whether it's been in a superstore or supermarket or wherever, you're just like, we all know from a distance, we all like to be like, oh, I'd like to parent that kid for five minutes. You probably wouldn't. But you, you do have an opinion, and I get it. But what will happen is, is they'll go in the real world, and they'll treat their boss the way they're treating you if he tells them to do something they don't like. They'll dishonor him, and he'll honor them with a pink slip just because of their wonderful action. And they'll go, life is unfair. I mean, I remember talking to some guy. He had, check this out, nearly 80 jobs in just some years of time. You have to look at that and go, what's the common denominator here? We need to have a spirit. Now, I'm not just saying dishonor was the only thing that needs to happen in in every case. But we need to have a spirit of honor and honor our boss if we took the job and and understand what that job entails and, and what it stands for. We can do what we're asked, but can we do it with the right attitude an action. I had a friend that the pastor on staff, he liked his chairs everywhere. He, li- he liked them specifically in a certain place. He's very adamant about that. And he said, I, don't want, I want the chair right here. I don't want it right here. I don't want it right here. I want it to start right here. And I want them, this is how many. And he was just adamant about that. And my friend was like, it drove him crazy. He didn't like it. He said, that's the stupidest thing. And my response to him was, dude, he's the pastor. Just put the chairs where he says. Why does it matter to you? You're getting paid, right? Yeah. He's your boss, right? Yeah. Put the chairs where he says. Because, I mean, let's, let's look at what depth is that is just being obedient. And he would put them just an inch or two off of the mark. And the pastor marked it. And then he brought him in. You know, my friend didn't stay employed with him very long. And then he was all mad. I can't believe he fired me. Really? Honor. You don't have to agree with everything. But you do need to honor. You do need to respect. 
Jesus said in his hometown he was not honored. It shut him down. God in the flesh was shut down due to dishonor and unbelief. Because number three, honor opens the door. Open, it opens the door to blessing and it shuts the door when you dishonor. Dishonor shuts it. Honor opens it. So there are people in your life, if you honor them, God has, not only will he take care of them, but they have something that he wants to help you with. They, they can deposit something in your life. My dad's mom, my grandmother helped raise me, and I would just go and spend time with her. And I was honored to do her funeral, but I would spend time with her because she would tell me how it was way back when. And, and, you know, I'd take her to get groceries, and she would say, look, you see that? That building never used to be there. Do you see? I used to get big candy bars right there. They were only a nickel. And then, you know, we would sit, and we'd drink coffee, and, you know, at her table, and, that, and she would tell me about things, and I just listened. And she was making deposits in my life. You have to honor, because it opens the door to blessing. Now, it doesn't say that Jesus didn't want to heal those people. It didn't say, it says he couldn't. Now, I'm just saying, this is God. This is God in the flesh. He wants to heal people. He just did it the town before, the chapter before that. He's in Capernaum, and everybody that came to him, he said yes. He's still saying yes, because how many knows he's the same yesterday, today, and forever? Come on. But because of dishonor and unbelief, he is like... He stopped. He shut down. There is times that God has, we were like, why won't you do this? Pastor Kim has asked God for something one time, and it had to deal with our, our son with, with some uh, fever. And he said, you got an agreement with something else, and you need to break that. And there was another time he said, stop hindering me. In other words, he is more than willing. He's more than willing to heal. He's already done it. He's already provided for it. She just prayed it. It's already been done. He's more than willing. It is up to the receiver to receive what's been done. You see, the people in his hometown were like, wait a second. Aren't you Joseph's son? Aren't you just the carpenter's boy? So they are seeing him one way. But they didn't see him in the way that he was. No honor, no belief, no miracles. His power was cut off. You can be in the most anointed service. You can be around the most anointed preacher or evangelist, just dripping with anointing. Everybody around you could be getting whatever God has for them, and you can be sitting there miserable because you have a spirit of dishonor. Now, I don't mean that's the only thing, but because maybe something has happened. Well, there's people, I won't go to church because church burned me. So that means all churches are bad, right? Well, the preacher let me down. Okay, he's human, right? So that means you could never let anybody down. Come on. Then we all get, then they get bitter, and then they get offended, and then it gets all in there, and then this and this and this. And emotionally, they're not stable to make the right. So then they start dishonoring. I don't know, I'll tell you what, I'm going to go do that. And they work their neck. And, oh. Your reception is not the thermostat for the body of Christ. So when we come to church, 
just saying. Maybe I don't say the thing you want. Maybe in the way I say it. Because, you know, honestly, I am not all that in a bag of chips. I'm just, I mean, you know, I have a college education, but it's not, you know, I graduated at the top third of my class in high school, but in college, I got letters saying, you sure you want to do this? Because <laughs> I was way below average. You know, because when I got to college, they, they were like, you're just kind of a big boy now. You, you don't have to go to class if you don't want. You just have to show up for the test. And I was like, sweet. Found out that if you don't go to class, unless you're a real studious person, and I was not, you don't show up for the test. You don't know much. They asked me one time, and I was in art, I was, you know, in an art class, and, and one of the classes I had, and they said, well, what was the name of, of Bartok's wife? And it was a, an artist named Bartok. And my answer was Mrs. Bartok. <laughs> the teacher brought that up to everybody and said, this is real funny. Mr. Gleeson, do you want to stand? We'd like to laugh at you right now. <laughs> and years down the road, I'm going to speak on dishonor, and I'm going to talk about you. <laughs> but, I mean, I you know, didn't even have a concept. What I'm, I'm just, what I'm saying is, we're not the thermostat. It's not all about us. There, there are reasons God puts people in authority. There's things that he's doing. He does love you, and he does have a plan for your life. Whoever you honor, you can get what God has for you, and they can get what God has for them. Because you can help them, and they can help you. If you dishonor them, we get nothing. Nada. Zippo. When I was a kid, you remember playing in the rain? Did anybody ever play in the rain besides me? When it, when it wasn't, you know, as long as there was no lightning, my mama let me pr- play in the rain. And if it started lightning, she was like, get in here. But she also let me play in the mosquito truck, you know, the one that put all the mist out. So I don't really know if that has any effect on me or not. But I remember that going down the street and me and my friend Mike Miller, we were like, yeah, we're, we're playing in that fog. That's not smart. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I, why I'm up here. I mean, that's a God. But we played in the rain, and we were having, we'd have so much fun. And we had a neighbor, and I remember um, he, looked, he was looking out the window, and he wanted to play with us, and he wasn't allowed to come out. I'm, I, I don't remember the reasons why, but they were our neighbors. They were our neighbors for a long time. Um, I don't remember why, but my point is this. Sometimes we'll see others playing in the rain, and we're like, I, I want that to be me. I want to be able to have fun like that. I want to be able to do that. And we, we make choices in life where we don't receive. And so it kind of stops us. And one time we were at Disney World. Sammy, my youngest son, they had, they, you know, Disney is, everything is awesome at Disney. I mean, it's like, ha, <laughs> you know, it's great. Well, we were somewhere and there was water coming out of the, you know, fountains shooting out of, this thing, and they were, you know, they just go and go and go, and there's all these holes all around, and this is really cool. And there are all these kids that were playing in it because it was hot. It was Florida. And so we asked, you know, the kids are like, can we do it? Can we do it? Come, come. And, you know, so Kim and I were like, okay, sure. But you just need to know you're going to be wet, and we don't have a change of clothes, so your clothes are going to have to dry while we're walking and stuff like that and just know when they're drying it might not be as comfortable as it is right now and they were like okay i think i think zach opted out 
Um, but Sam didn't. Sam was like, I'm all in. And he loved it. And, you know, the whole time afterwards, it, to him, it was worth whatever chafing it took with his clothes. <laughs> but he had such a good time. And, and sometimes I think life is like that. We, we want to play in the rain, but we're just, no, I just don't want to. I, I don't want to. Isn't it fun sometimes just to have fun and just to know when you're done having fun, it's still going to be okay? We have to be able to receive what God has for us. Matthew 10, 41 says, If you receive a prophet as one who speaks for God, you will be given the same reward as the prophet. And if you receive righteous people because of their righteousness, you will be given a reward like theirs. So if we receive the people that God puts in our life, we get the reward those people carry. That's huge. We receive them in the office they hold. We honor the office and the place that God has raised them up to. Mighty works can be released in your life. The next generation needs to have a spirit of honor. A culture of honor in their lives. When people come to TLC, we want them to have and see an honor culture here. Honor up, honor down, honor all around. If somebody says the name of Jesus, can we get something good out of that? I mean, if we're going to talk about somebody, let's talk about Jesus. Because we, he's big enough to take whatever we got. But can we get good out of that? Can somebody not say something up here? Well, no matter, you, I might have a speaker and you're like, I, I just didn't like him. I just didn't feel it. Can you not get the meat and throw the bones away? Because people are different. You know, sometimes I've had people up here to speak, and I've been telling some of my people, the TLC people, the same thing for six months, and some new guy comes up here and says just what I've been saying, and they're like, revelation. I'm sitting back here going, help me, Jesus. I've been saying that same song for six months. But you know what they needed? They needed another voice to receive. Come on. They were used to getting from me. There's nothing wrong with that. But they needed somebody else to be able to go cross that T and dot that I. I'm good with that. Let God deal with the rest that's not right. If you've left, un or left offended, then let God deal with it. And just, let's... Uh, if I show honor, I get the reward. Romans 13, 7, give to everyone what you owe them. Pay your taxes and government fees to those who collect them and give respect and honor to those who are in authority. See, it's going to get a little tough, but we need to understand what the Bible is saying. Again, it's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying what the Bible is saying. The next verse, 13, 1, or let's look at that one. That's actually before the one I just read. Everyone must submit to governing authorities for all authority. It doesn't say part, it doesn't say some, it says all authority comes from God. And those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. So I don't believe this election is over, and like I said last week, I'm still praying and believing. But no matter what happens, God is still on the throne. And I still will respect the president and the office. That's just how it is. Because God, we just read it. Can we not agree on that? There are people that in where you work that could be over you and maybe not be as qualified as you. And, and sometimes that will get us. Oh, man, I could do that job. Or they need to do this. or they need, And I get that. I understand. 
But it doesn't give us the right to dishonor them on either side of that. Honor has to do with our standard that we, you know, in that golden rule something, do unto others, was you'd have them do unto you. Don't we, we, ha, we struggle with that as a people and as a nation. We struggle because we, we judge people by their actions and we judge ourselves by our intent. I didn't mean to do that, so that's okay. But they did that, you know, or whatever. But yet we need to honor what God says and act respectively according to the word. So, so no matter how somebody acts, you cannot leave your place of peace or your standard of honor for your honor code because it involves you. So I don't want to be guilty of rolling in the dirt with someone, do you? If they're just going to, you know, how many people have ever had somebody that just wants to argue with you and just get you down to their level? You don't have to do that. <laughs> you can honor God, honor yourself, and you can literally honor them by just saying, you know what, not doing it. Because it will affect you as well as your kids. And I'm going to read something. And, I, and that's why I'm, this, is a, this is a heavy issue. In Numbers, the Bible talks about Miriam, Aaron, and Moses. They were all brothers and sisters or, sister, or siblings. Their mother, Jochebed, was an amazing mom. She had to be an amazing mom. Because think, she raised the first prophet, Moses. The first worship leader, Miriam. And the first high priest, Aaron. So she had to have some kind of good culture going on in her house so she had something going on the bible says that moses was elevated above the rest and that his brother and sister got upset because he married an ethiopian girl a girl had different colored skin different race and they started murmuring and talking about it sowing dishonor numbers 12 1 and 2 says while they were in hazareth miriam and aaron criticized moses because he'd married a cushite woman they said, has the Lord spoken only through Moses? Hasn't he spoken through us too? Now, I, this is in, I put this in bold in, in my notes here. But the Lord heard them. Can I just say to you, the Lord hears everything. He hears a spirit of dishonor. When people harbor and dishonor, and they have that spirit, they begin to harden their hearts, it cuts themselves off from blessing, they get offended, and things just start going downhill from there. And then they can't receive anymore. How many knows that life is full of choices? Sometime, somewhere, somebody is going to make you mad, is going to offend you, and you'll be tempted to visit the camp of dishonor. We've all been there. I've been there. I pulled up my tent because I don't like staying there. Have you ever been around a campfire and had a great, like, you know, we love campfires at our house, and we lived in the country all those years, and we will live there again, but I love campfires. We go, and we have campfire we have with the kids, and, and we tell stories, and of course, not, you know, you can imagine, I told all kinds of stories, and we had so much fun. Roast hot dogs, marshmallows, s'mores, campfire pies, all that stuff. You go back in, and if you get around somebody that wasn't around the fire, you smell like, you smell like smoke. You smell like the campfire. That's what happens when we start dishonoring and we let that spirit start residing on us and then we just get around and i'm just going to use another term here for for those that it's called discernment you get around somebody long enough in just a few minutes you'll start discerning man they are upset they are offended something is just that is a spirit of dishonor it could lead to a whole lot of everything come on am i right about it 
Everybody can be enjoying themselves around you, but you can just be miserable, and it could be leading to this spirit of dishonor. So I'm just, I'm not saying it's the answer to everything, but I am saying if it's speaking to you, you might want to, when this is over today, I'm going to pray for everyone in here for just to break that spirit of dishonor if that's been operating. I'm not saying it has. I don't know. But, you know, I know in my life it's operated before, and I needed it broke, so I'm just being as honest as I can. This is what I love about God is just amazing. God is, he's just like, <laughs> you know, you remember Carmen singing Ever Heard, Car- I'm going to do Champion one of these days. But, you know, there's a part in that line where Clint Eastwood made this line, go ahead, make my day. This is what God's about to do right here. God is not happy because Miriam and Aaron have been talking about Moses. So he says, he goes and tells them, meet him, go tell all three of you. He tells Moses, you guys all meet me at the front of the tabernacle. Pretty amazing because all this is Old Testament, so God always stayed behind the veil. And once a year, the priest would go in with all the needs and all that stuff, you know. but God stayed back in the back. God is not happy because now people are talking about his... His guy. And he says, you, go tell, you guys all meet me at the front. I'm coming out. So I, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, so <laughs> he's not going to let them dishonor Moses in the tabernacle. Because let's think about this. This is the first church building. Really. And, and he's not going to let what happened. Now, how did Lucifer get kicked out of heaven? Dishonor. I can do this, pride, dishonor, I can do, and he got kicked out. God's not about to let that happen again. So um, anyway, so he meets him at the door, and this is what God says, basically. What? Who do you think you are? He says, I talk to others by dreams and prophecy, and we're going to read it in a second, but not my boy Moses. I put that part in. I talk to him face to face. You criticize the one who prayed in food for you. The water from the rock that I used him to get for you. The clothes that I provided for you and and that he gave you instruction for that didn't wear out in 40 years. As you grew, they grew with you. If you gained weight, sewed your clothes. You didn't have to go buy another set of jeans. They just expanded with you. I don't know if that's good or bad. (laughs) Anyway, but they had a problem with Moses' choice for a bride because of her skin color and when god left that place when he just lifted up leprosy came on miriam and she was white now my my first thought was they're having a problem with skin color now miriam's white but let's read about it numbers 12 3 through 16 moses was very humble more humble than any other person on earth so immediately the lord called to moses aaron and miriam and said go out of the tabernacle all three of you So the three of them went to the tabernacle, go out to the tabernacle, I'm sorry. Then the Lord descended in the pillar of cloud and stood at the entrance of the tabernacle. Aaron and Miriam, he called, wouldn't you, boy, can you imagine that meeting? That's like getting your middle name called, Brad Allen! You better get in here. Aaron and Miriam, he called, and they stepped forward, and the Lord said to them, now listen to what I say. If there were prophets among you, I, the Lord, would reveal myself in visions. I would speak to them in dreams, but not with my servant Moses. Of all my house, he's the one I trust. I speak to him face to face, clearly and not in riddles. He sees the Lord as he is, so why were you not afraid to criticize 
my servant Moses. The Lord was very angry with them, and he departed, and the cloud moved from above the tabernacle, and there stood Miriam, her skin as white as snow from leprosy. When Aaron saw what had happened to her, he cried out to Moses, Oh, my master, please don't punish us for the sin we have so foolishly committed. Don't let her be like a stillborn baby, already decayed at birth. So Moses cried out to the Lord, Oh God, I beg you, please heal her. But the Lord said to Moses, This is pretty amazing. Listen to what he says. If her father had done nothing more than spit in her face, wouldn't she be defiled for seven days? Basically what he's saying is if she had dishonored her father and he spit in her face, she'd have been outside the camp for seven days. So keep her outside the camp for seven days, and after that, she may be accepted back. Now, my point to you is this. God is saying things, and they're deeper than what you're just reading. It is really important because a father represents the authority figure in your life, represents so many things. God is our heavenly father. God puts people over us. And when we dishonor them, we are dishonoring God. So that's why she's outside the camp. So they were out for seven days, and she was brought back before they could travel again. Then they went on to a couple different places. But leprosy carries with it isolation. You didn't have to tell somebody back in that day, hey, I got leprosy. Because it was pretty evident they could see it. And they did not want to get near you because it was contagious. The principle is the person of the spirit of dishonor. We are to treat them. If someone, now that doesn't mean if somebody is just like, I didn't know I was wrong, or I'm sorry, or they have a, a tender heart and they're quick to forgive and quick to move on. That's all cool. But if they are just full of pride, full of dishonor, and they don't want to do anything, it's either their way or the highway, and yada, 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 whatever, you might want to separate yourself from them just a bit. Because they're not going to bring honor to you or the things of God. Leprosy is contagious, dishonor is contagious. You see, in leprosy, you, use, you lose feeling in those limbs or whatever, and then they, they just drop off. Dishonor, you just get numb. The things of God, the sin just becomes, it's just, eh, whatever, because it's, you know, we, we put a new standard to what we like rather than what the word says. And then we start, we've, we've moved, the line has moved, and we didn't even realize it. We have to be careful of the spirit of dishonor. Let's look at another example. Noah spent 40 days and nights on a boat with a floating zoo and a family. I don't know which order, but there you go. And when the family got out of the boat, Noah got drunk. Before you throw stones, that would have been a tough 40 days. We could have all been tempted. They didn't have Mountain Dew back then. Okay. So uh, anyway, Genesis 9, 21, one day he drank some wine he had made and he became drunk and lay naked inside his tent. Now we're all human and we could easily get into the flesh. We could easily say, I can't believe you did that. Oh my word. But you know, unless you walk in someone's shoes, isn't it easy to call it from the sidelines? Because we've all been there. Oh, well, I tell you what, they just, they just need to do this. And maybe that's true, but if you're not them, maybe you need to just honor them. Come on, somebody. So anyway, uh, why does God use the people he uses? The Bible says that he sent the Israelites into the wilderness to humble them and to test them. I do believe that just like in many things, we get tested. 
I think we get tested with our finances. We're believing God for great things with our finances, but if we don't honor God with what we have now, you know, we're praying, God, give me a million dollars. What are you doing with the 50 he gave you? So it's important that we honor with little. When we have little, you, you get tested and it grows, and I get it. So same respect with this, will we pass the test? I think there's going to be times that, you know, will you be humble? Will you be obedient? Will you honor? Or will you say what you want to say? There's things that have happened recently in my life. I just want to go, oh, I got something to say. You ever have anything where you got something to say? I mean, you just, ooh, I want to say something. I got stopped at a local establishment the other day, and I was just trying to help. But because I was kind of on edge. You ever been that way? I had to check myself at the door. But nobody came, and I was putting things where I thought they needed to go. And there were bins that were marked for some things. Some things I had didn't fit the markings. And the door was open, so I was putting them in the door. This person, it was a younger person, stopped me and said, what are you doing? I said, I'm putting these things. And, and he points and says, you see the signs? I told my wife, I'm pretty sure he said, can't you read? I'm just like, oh, I said, not everything I have. I did put some of this in there, and I did put some of that over there, but I didn't have anything for that. And since it's not that or this, and the door was open, I put it in here, and I went to show him what I put in there, and he goes, I'm not exaggerating. Get back, he says. I'm like, he's got his hands like right here. I stopped, and my wife knows me. I said, you might want to take your hands down. And I didn't say anything else. I said, partner, don't do that to me. He goes, you don't have a mask on. So many things I wanted to say. So many things I wanted to do. Scenarios are running in my mind to this moment. But yet God is in control of my life. I said, buddy, I've got a mask in my back pocket. I wasn't really going in. I'm just trying to help. And he said, get back. And I had left everything I needed to leave. And I said, got in my car and took off. And all, I am white gripping my steering wheel. And I got to start asking myself, can I let this you know, mid-20s or however old he was, you know, but again, isn't the enemy just trying to get under us, just trying to get in your skin, just so that you can go into dishonor or offense or bitterness or anger, or could you see me on the local news? <laughs> local pastor punches out, you know, <laughs> that would not be good. I thank Jesus for working in my life. And, you know, and I'm not, I, I can be honest, I am not mad at that young man. I was just like, are you kidding me? But can I tell you, we have a world of people that are a, a scared. They're a scared. They're, they don't know, you know, well, how are we going to combat all of this? And boom, you don't have a mask on. No kidding. It's in my back pocket. First word sounds like runch. I'm going to punch. No, I won't. I'm like, come on. But 
do you pass the test? Now, could I have passed it better? I think I got a B minus. Because I should probably said, you know, God bless you. So good to see you, my son. I will put my mask on now. Please let me step back from you. I probably I passed, I think, because I didn't do what I wanted to do. But I don't think I passed with an A. So I'm sure I'll get to take that test over. Aren't you glad God lets you retest? <laughs> Sometimes. But here, why does God use the people he does? Here's the reason. Because I might not have, uh, you know, I'm not maybe Mr. GQ Sharp and all that. And I say words and I, you know, whatever. But one of the reasons I'm behind this pulpit is because I love God. And it's because that I'm, you know, I'm at least workable. If I screwed up, I'll tell you. I screwed up. Don't do what I do. Unless you just want to entertain heaven, I'm, I'm enough. So anyway, let me get back to my story. Ham sees his father, and he's naked, and he, so he runs out, and he starts flapping his lips. He starts telling everybody, can you see that up there? You know, who knows what he's saying, doesn't really record all, but he's running his mouth. No, I'm not talking about looking the, looking the other way if it's blatant sin. That's not what I'm talking about. Okay. Sometimes you have to call that stuff out. That's, uh, that's fine. I'm talking about just what he's seeing. He's about to dishonor his dad, and that's what he does. He dishonors his dad. His brothers handle it differently. Now, his other sons find out what's going on. They go to the tent. They take a robe. They walk in backwards, and they cover their father with the robe so they don't have to look at his nakedness and honor him. Have you ever made a mistake and somebody still honor you? And now Noah is blessing his sons and the response of what happened. And it gets preached wrong. And I want to show you what, it, what happens. They say Ham is cursed. That's how it gets preached. Well, Ham is cursed because he made fun of his father. That's not what the Bible says. Let's look at it. Genesis 9, 22 through 27. It's not Ham. It's his son, Canaan. Ham, the father of Canaan, saw that his father was naked, went outside and told his brothers. Then Shem and Japheth took a robe, held it over their shoulders, backed into the tent to cover their father. As they did this, they looked the other way so they would not see him naked. When Noah woke up from his stupor, that's pretty cool how the Bible says he woke up from his stupor, he learned what Ham, his youngest son, had done. Then he cursed Canaan, the son of Ham. May Canaan be cursed. May he be the lowest of servants, to his relatives. Then Noah said, May the Lord God of Shem be blessed, and may Canaan be his servant, and may God expand the territory of Japheth. May Japheth share the prosperity of Shem, and may Canaan be his servant. So, what are you saying, Brett? I'm saying that honoring will go to the next generation, dishonoring will also go that way. You want your children to be honored, your grandchildren to be honored, then you have to honor. A spirit of dishonor can take them down the wrong path, but you have to honor God and his people. It'll be passed down from generation to generation. Today, I want to declare a spirit of honor over you, to honor God to those in authority. I don't care what the press is screaming. Now there's all kinds of things going out. They're coming, this, this news thing is wrong, and this is wrong, and people are leaving all of this for this and this and that, and Facebook, and blah, 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 blah. 
And I get it because some of it needs to be exposed. I get that. I, and I'm not saying that. But we need to all be people of honor. If it's not the truth, then we don't believe it. But, you know, let the truth be told. Come on. Honor up, honor down, honor all around. We are to be people of honor. Be a culture of honor in this house. Our individual houses be honor, you know, houses of honor. Our children be children that honor their, their grandparents, their parents, and those in authority. We don't have to agree with everyone. But we honor the office if we can't honor the person. You know, I, I still am holding out this election is not over. Well, what happens if it goes, you know, the other way or, or whatever? I'm still going to honor the presidency because it's the president. I'm still going to honor the office because it is the office. I don't have to agree with the person in it, but I still don't hate the person. I love God and God loves that person. Come on. So that's what I'm talking about. I was just talking about issues last week. I can't honor the issues, the platforms they stand on. Let this be a house of honor. The Lord, the leaders, the pastors, the president, the parents, those in authority. Respect and honor the office they hold. Do you want mighty works? That's the biggest question. If you want mighty works, we got to honor. Because if we don't honor, they get shut off. He could not do mighty works while dishonor was leading the way. Where are you at this morning? Let's honor in our houses. Now, I'm, I'm talking to myself, too. <clears throat> Just ask the Holy Spirit. If I start to slip into dishonor, hit me with your best shot. Mm, mm, mm. Come on, hit me with your best shot. And just let the Lord do it. Let the Holy Spirit just go. You ever been flicked by your dad? Hey, my dad wasn't a flicker, but I'm just saying he could have been. You know, sometimes it's just like, hey, mine. You know, we'd have our kids sitting somewhere, and sometimes they'd be goofing around saying something. You know, I'd be leaning like this. It was just a quick, on just like that. How about being in the car? You can't reach him. They're in the back. They're just, ha, 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 hit the brakes. They have to lean forward. I'm praying that you ask the Holy Spirit to help you. So then anytime dishonor starts to come up or, or you say something, that you repent from it quickly. I mean, that's what I'm going to do. Because I'm as guilty of it. I'm not sitting here saying, look at me and let me. I got, I really, I'm just using the platform to help myself and help you too. Okay? Bow our heads, would you? Father, in the name.